Deuteronomy 30, verse 19, let's read it together. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both thou and thy seed may live. Now, when you're choosing life, you're choosing Jesus. Amen. And God and his word are one. Jesus was the word of God manifest in the flesh. So when we look, so when we look into the perfect law of liberty and gaze upon it, we're looking into the law of freedom. And we are understanding that God and His Word are one and that Jesus is the Word of God to us. We have the Gospels. We have the New Testament, the New Covenant filled with the words of Jesus. Amen. And so choosing life is not only choosing Jesus, but choosing life is also choosing his life-changing word. His life-changing word. Jesus said something. Thank you, Lord. In John 6, 63, right at the end of that verse, he said, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. The words in John 6, 63, that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. There it is. Amen. Say with me the word of God. Word of God. It, is it is spirit. And it is life. God's word is not dead. How many of you saw that movie years ago? God's not dead. He is alive. Oh, I can feel him in my soul. I can feel him in my hands. I can feel him in my feet. I can feel him all over me. God's not dead. He is alive. And his word is alive. Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is alive and filled with power. The word of God is energetic. The word of the Lord is powerful. The word of the Lord that is alive, when it comes into your heart, it becomes alive in you. And it is alive in you and then it can be alive for you for the power that is in the word of the living God is in you and it can arise on the inside and turn things around on the outside oh say it with me God's word is alive Point to yourself and say it this, this way. And it is alive in me. It is alive in me. <laughs> Ooh, I love it, don't you? So, spend time in it. 
Spend time in the Word. Read a chapter every day. Read a couple chapters every day. And don't just hurry through it. Think about it. Ask the Holy Spirit to reveal what the Spirit of God is saying in the Word of God to you. Read a Proverbs every day. Amen. Here's what Proverbs chapter 4 verse 20 through 22 says. He said, my son, attend to my words. Attend to my, what does that mean? Give my word your undivided attention. Can we do that? I think we could probably do a little bit better job if we turned our devices off sometime. And not be so uh, distracted by all the bings and the dings and the dongs. And all the calls and all those things. Amen. Well, I'm not going to meddle today. I'm here to preach. So give my word your undivided attention. Attend to my words. Goes on to say, incline your ear to what? Incline my ear to, incline your ear to my saying. In other words, what I'm saying to you, listen up. Hearken to the voice of the Lord. He is speaking to us through His Word, and He is speaking to us by the Holy Ghost. So if I'm going to incline my ear to His sayings, that means I'm going to have to decline my ear from other sayings. I'm going to have to decline what the world says and incline to what God says. I'm going to have to decline what the traditions of men say and incline to what thus saith the Lord. Incline your ear to my saints. Next verse. Keep them. Where? Keep them in the midst of thy heart. Verse 22. For they, my words, what are they? See, understand this. When you're attending to the word and you're choosing life, glory to God. Whoo, hallelujah. Uh, you, you just can't, you can't be defeated. Amen. Now notice, for they are life unto those that occasionally spend time in it. No, they're life to those that find them. Find them. I believe the Holy Ghost is saying, find the scriptures that cover your situation. Whatever you're going through, there's an exceeding great and precious promise that applies to our situations. So find the scriptures. And arm yourself with the scriptures. Spend time finding what God's word says about what's happening in your life. I'll guarantee you, there's more than one that applies to your situation. They're life to those that find them. Now notice the rest of that verse. And their health to what? Their health to all what? Their health to all of our flesh. The word health there is medicine. God's word 
is medicine. Hallelujah. God's word is medicine to all of our flesh. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Master. Thank you, Lord. Ha, ha, ha. Glory to God. It's medicine. It's medicine. It's medicine. It's medicine. It's medicine. It's health. To all your flesh. And when the storms of life swirl in your emotional area of your life, in your soul, God's word shall be medicine to your emotions. God's word will settle with great finality the storms of life that come our way. So don't waver. Hold fast. Come on, everybody put your hands out like this. Say, hold fast. Hold fast. I'm holding fast. I'm holding on to my covenant. I'm holding on to God. I'm holding on to His Word. I'm not going to let it go. He'll not let me go. He'll not cause me to fail. He will cause me to stand. He will cause me to soar. He will cause me to overcome all of life's tests and trials. Amen. For their life. Their life to those that find them. And health to all their flesh. When we choose life, we are choosing His Word. And when we apply His Word, we will be changed. I can testify. I'm not the same person I was in 1975. You can testify. You're not the same person that you were. Why is that? Because you've made the choice not to be conformed to this world. In in other words, we're not going to allow the world to squeeze us into their mold. We're not being conformed to this world, but what's happening is we're being changed. We're being transformed. We're being turned into another person. A new creation. With right standing with God. Heirs of God. Joint heirs with Christ. Heads and not the tail. Above and not beneath. Blessed coming in and blessed going out. We've been changed. We've been changed. We don't have to do what we used to do. We don't have to yield to what we used to yield to. We have been changed. So be not conformed to this world. But be changed. Now, in the world, (laughs) there's a... (laughs) There, there's a, a couple of mindsets. There's two mindsets. Well, I could say it better this way. Let's look at Romans 8.6. Look at Romans 
Believing with me this morning? Romans the 8th chapter, the 6th verse. For to be carnally minded... In other words, to have the mindset of the world system is to be carnally minded. To be carnally minded, what does it produce in our life? Now, we don't want death, do we? We do not want, we do not want what death brings into our lives. So therefore, we do not want to be carnally minded. We do not want to think like the world thinks. We do not want to speak like the world speaks. We do not want to act like the world acts. In other words, we do not want to have a worldly mindset. We want to have a word of God mindset. Comes by the renewing of your mind. For to be carnally minded, let's read the rest of that verse, Romans 8, 6. For to be carnally minded is what? But to be spiritually minded. Oh, thank God for life. Thank God for peace. Yes, amen. Amen. A spiritually minded person is a person whose mind is hooked up with their heart. With the inner man. For as we deposit God's word into our inner man, the spirit man, the word of the Lord then will transform and change the way we think. And as a result, here's what we're going to experience. We're going to experience life and peace. Glory to God. Life and peace. Life and peace. Now we see an example in the Word of God about two different mindsets. Two different people that had a different way of going about their day. And that's found over in Luke chapter 10. Luke the 10th chapter. And we're going to begin in verse 38. It says this. Now while they were on their way, it occurred that Jesus entered into a certain village. And a woman named Martha received him and welcomed him into her house. Okay? Jesus is passing by. And so she welcomes the master into her house. Next verse. Verse 39. And she had a sister named Mary. Now notice this. Who seated herself at the Lord's feet and was listening to what? Listening to his teaching or she was listening to his word. Now, Mary made the right choice. She was not going to be denied from getting her daily bread. She was not going to be denied from sitting at the master's feet and just feasting on his word. Hallelujah. Next verse. But Martha, here's Martha. Martha 
did not have a word mindset. Martha had a different mindset. And notice what Martha's mindset brought into her life. But Martha overly occupied. (laughs) Is it possible for all of us to become overly occupied? The Bible warns us not to allow the cares of this life, the distractions of this age, enter in and choke the word. Well, really, that's what entered into Martha's soul. She was overly occupied and too busy. Anybody ever been too busy? And was distracted with much serving. With much serving. And she came to him and said, Lord, is it nothing to you that my sister has left me to serve alone? Now she's, she's scolding Jesus. Can you imagine that? Get the scene, get the picture. Here's Jesus in her house. And his purpose was not to eat right away. His purpose was to give him the word. And don't you know that if it was necessary, the one who took a two-piece fish dinner and multiplied it and fed the thousands could have done dinner via the master. Right? But get the picture. I mean, pots and pans are clanging and she's going to the well and getting what she's probably working up a sweat. And she looked at her sister. It said, Jesus. It's not good to point your finger at Jesus. Not good to tell Jesus what to do. Not a smart thing. She came to him and said, Lord, is it nothing that my sister has left me to serve alone? Now you tell her, (laughs) you tell her to get up off the floor. You tell her to come help me to lend a hand and do her part along with me. She had other things on her mind other than what Jesus had on the menu that day. She was being carnally minded. Anytime I've discovered that I allow myself to drift from the word and to become carnally minded, it affects my soul. It brings anxiety. It brings worry. So what I have to do is catch myself and say, we're not going there. We are going to do what the word of God says we're going to do. Now notice the next verse. But the Lord replied to her, oh, oh, yeah, you're right, Martha. Yeah, I mean, I'll get on it right away. Yes, ma'am. Yes, 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 I, I know we missed it. I'm sorry. No. The Lord replied to her by saying, Martha, Martha. When you hear your name twice, you better hit the floor. He said, Martha, Martha, here's your problem. You're not only anxious about today, 
But you're anxious and you're troubled about many things. In other words, this was a way of life for her. She had a carnal mind. She allowed the cares of this life to enter in and choke an opportunity of a lifetime. Now notice in verse 41, I want you to read it with me. Ready, read. There is need of only one or but a few things. And Mary has chosen the good portion, that which is to her advantage, which shall not be taken from her. Now notice this word advantage. Everyone say advantage. It was advantageous for Mary to sit at his feet. Is it advantageous for us to be in church? Is it advantageous for us to pray in our homes? Is it advantageous for us to let the word of Christ dwell in us richly? We are at a great advantage when we put him first. And when we don't, we're at a disadvantage. I believe in taking all the advantages we can get. Now notice with me, Mary has chosen. Everyone say chosen. See, she had a choice to make. She could have gone in the kitchen. But instead she sat at the master's feet. Which shall not be taken from her. In other words, it's not going to be taken away from Mary. Now listen to this statement. When Jesus is your Lord. And his word is your final authority. And his spirit is your ultimate guide. Find out what he tells you, and there should be nothing else on the menu for your life. Hallelujah. Jesus is on the menu. Seek first the kingdom of God. His way of being and doing right in all these things, they're going to be added to you. You see, our ability to stay focused is absolutely necessary for the day and hour in which we live. Have you noticed that the world is vying, vying for your attention? Of course, you know, you know the scripture says we are to look away from everything that would distract unto Jesus. But notice how Colossians put it in Colossians chapter 1 and verse 2. And I want to read this to you. Let's go ahead and read it together, actually. So if you're serious about living this new resurrection life with Christ, act like it. Pursue the things over which Christ presides. Continue verse 2. Don't shuffle along, eyes to the ground, absorb with the things right in front of you. Look up and be alert to what is going on around Christ. (laughs) 
Look at this last part of this verse again. I ask you today, do you wear your shouting clothes? Notice he says, be alert to what is going on around Christ. Become familiar with things of God. What's going on around Christ? What's going on in his kingdom? What's going on in the nations of this world? I'm telling you, folks, there is revival happening all over the globe right now. It's happening. And it's going to get stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. Be alert. Be sober. To what's going on. You know, Marvin Gaye used to sing a song, What's Going On? Well, he was talking about all the tragedy and all the things that were going on in this world. What's going on? Well, I tell you, let's flip that. Let's look at what's going on in the kingdom. Oh, yeah, we could talk about all the bad things that are going on in the world, but we are of another kingdom. We are of another nation. We're a holy nation. We are a purchased possession. We are a peculiar people. We are a redeemed people. And as the redeemed of the Lord, we're not to be looking at things from the worldly perspective, but we are to look at things from His perspective. And I'll guarantee you, what He is seeing in the earth today is an outburst of an invasion of the glory of God all over this planet. It is the last of the last days, and the harvest is coming in. So get involved what's going on in the kingdom. Get involved in your local church. Get involved in serving. Get involved in giving. Don't just shuffle along with your eyes to the ground. I know there's a song every day, I'm shuffling, shuffling, shuffling. But that ain't us. Every day we're growing. Every day we're advancing. Every day we're moving mountains. Every day, every day, every day. Every day we're about our Father's business. So I'm not looking down. I'm not going to think about it. I'm not going to talk about what's going on in this natural world. I'm going to pray about it. Now, don't misunderstand me. I'm going to pray about it. And I'm going to believe God. And I'm going to intercede and make supplication. But I'm not going to let the pull of this world, the beggarly elements of this world, pull me down. I've been lifted and you've been lifted. The law, the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has lifted you and made you free from the law of sin and death. And I know that you believe it. Hallelujah. I like that, don't you? Don't shuffle along, eyes to the ground. Absorb with the things right in front of you, but look up. Everyone say, look up. We're not to look out. We're to look up. Why? Because our redemption's right around the corner. Our redemption is drawn near. Look up and be alert to what's going on around Christ. That's where the action is. See things from his perspective. And in closing today, I got this in prayer the other morning. Now, when we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we have chosen him, right? You've chosen him.
You're still here? Yeah. I know those hot dogs are about ready. But there's something else on the menu right now. <laughs> Amen? Here's what I got in my heart, and I believe it's for you guys. See, initially, we called on the name of the Lord, and we got saved. And of course, that's Romans 10, 9, which says, If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, what will happen? You will be saved. You will be saved. Amen. So, some people, but not all people, when they call on the name of the Lord and get saved, that's it. They say, oh, well, okay, I've got Jesus in my heart. I've made the choice. But what I'm seeing and what I'm saying is this. We are to daily choose Jesus. We are to daily choose Him. I mean, moment by moment. There's so many things that come up, are there not? But we are to daily, moment by moment, I'm going to choose Jesus. I'm going to choose His Word over this situation. I'm not just going to initially make Him my Lord. I've made Him my Master. And He has answers for everything that I'll ever face. Say it with me, daily choose Jesus is daily choosing His Word. Just give you a couple examples. How many of you have ever been tempted to worry last week? We've got three honest people in here. Now, we don't want to give an altar call for liars. But several of us have been tempted to worry in the past month or the past year. Is that right? But for when it comes, and you know when it comes, the enemy starts toying with your mind. And brings all the what ifs and all the scenarios. What if this? What if that? Now, at that moment, choose peace. I choose peace. I choose the Prince of Peace. I'm not going to worry, I'm choosing not to worry. I'm choosing not to be anxious. And instead of doing that, I'm choosing Jesus. I'm choosing His Word. For He truly is the Prince of Peace. And He gives us a peace that passes all of our understanding. And this peace that He gives, it'll keep your heart and your mind through Jesus Christ. Choose peace. I think some of you need to say that right now. Lift a hand and say, I choose the Prince of Peace. I roll all my care over on you, Lord. And I choose peace. Here's another one. We can choose joy over sorrow. Right? Oh, I know that there's times when it's biblical to sorrow, right? Absolutely. But sorrow of this world 
on a continual basis does us no good. But I can choose joy. You can choose joy. And what happens when you choose joy, you become strengthened. Say with me, because the joy of the Lord, it is my strength. In other words, I'm closing the door now on sorrow. I'm shutting that door. I'm shutting it now. And I'm choosing joy. I'm choosing to rejoice. I'm replacing that sorrow with rejoicing. And as a result, I'm deciding to really live. I looked at that word choose life. And the word choose means decide. And life means live. How many of you know that being in sorrow isn't living? Worrying is not living. Make the decision daily, moment by moment. I'm choosing what God's Word says. Now, that will do you good. That will keep you. That will protect you. That will sustain you. Here's another one and we'll close. We can choose His strength over the weakness of the flesh. Anybody ever felt weak before? Okay, so weakness comes. We know. We know how it feels, don't we? But we can talk about how weak we are and rehearse how weak we are. And you know what will happen? He'll add weakness to it. But on the other hand, if you choose strength. If you chose choose to be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might, you're choosing His strength. His strength, my friends, is made perfect in your weakness. Death and life are where? They are in the power of the tongue. How about this one? I choose to walk in love and forgive. I choose to forgive. And our choice includes speaking words of life. Because death and life are in the power of the tongue. Let's stand up, everybody. Let's close this service by speaking words of life. Speaking words of life. Speaking words of life over our loved ones. Speaking words of life over our bodies. For faith calls the things that be not as though they were. Amen. So raise both hands toward heaven and say right now, in the name of Jesus, I choose Jesus. I choose your life-changing word. And I'm fully expecting... To be transformed. transformed. Lord Jesus. Jesus, Help me to become. become A man or woman. woman. With a mindset. mindset Of the life changing word of God. I choose peace. I choose joy. I choose strength. I choose. To forgive. 
And now I call those things that be not as though they were. I call my body strong. I call my mind clear. I'm choosing faith over fear. I call my life faith-filled and fear-free for the glory of the Lord. I choose to speak words of life over my loved ones, over this nation. Words of life, life-changing words. I choose them now. In the name above every name, the name of Jesus. And everyone shouted, Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Well, I know you got something out of it because you cannot come to church and pay attention like you all did and not get something good. Amen. Don't let it be stolen from you. You've heard a good word. Be a doer of the word of God. And in just a few moments, let's go eat some hot dogs. Amen Amen and amen.